0: Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Testing, testing. One, two, three, testing. Hello. Oh. I think it's on. <clears throat> I didn't get the cue, but hopefully it's on. I'm going to make sure. Hold on. Okay. Um, This computer is acting a little wonky again. I don't know why it has its moments. Um. Shabbat shalom. Welcome and welcome back. I hope your day is going well. I hope all is going well with you. Welcome to the new people and welcome back to the old Reliables. All right, this is a Sabbath lesson. We are still in the book of 2 Kings. Um, I'm not going to give you a recap of last week because it just takes too long. Uh, We are on outline slash reading number four which consists of chapter 10 11 and 12 i already told you before i'm doing it in threes because there happens to be 25 chapters so i i just break it down in threes depending on how many chapters there are um some of these chapters are quite long just saying but anyway there's a lot of stuff that's going on in this book, as well as the next books that are coming up. They're going to get uh, more and more complex. I just want you to know that some things I'm going to cliff note and some things I'm not. And I probably will cliff note the Chronicles of the Kings because um, Chronicles is just uh, what they've done. It's just um, in date order. OK, yeah. Um, you pretty much know what's going on in the book of Kings, but the chronicles just tell you who, a little bit more of who did what, and, you know, it's kind of like the, um, there's another book that just talks about straight up wars, and I forgot the, the name it a book off the top of my head, but it, that's kind of like the chronicles of all the wars that they had. Um, so uh, there's so much to know. About the children of Israel, it's not just in these sixty six books. I and and just concentration on the old testament. it it's not this. That's just like me trying to tell somebody their whole life history, just talking about their mother and their father. How am I giving you the whole history of your whole line? Just talking about your mother and your father. And that's pretty much what this is. I mean, you only know a a few um, ancestors. You don't know the whole line, what they did, how they did it, how they survived, what they had to do to survive, et cetera, et cetera. You just don't know it. And people, unfortunately, they'll read this or they regurgitate this from a heathen that taught them something and they will hold it as if that's what it is and there's nothing else to it. Um, that I say is ignorance. And I have to say ignorance, not as not as senselessness, not as stupidity, but ignorance because you don't know it, anything else. You just know what somebody is telling you. But like the Most High said, who is Yeshua in the flesh? Um, well, I'll just say this. The son of man, because there's a son of man and a son of the most high, which is a mystery. And I'm not going to go into the mysteries because it's going to take too long. But when Yeshua was the son of man, he said that nobody could come to him unless his father, the most high, sent them. Okay. And the most high would have done this before the foundation of the world. So some people, some people think too much and they're carnally thinking just like the prophets when they ask all these questions and, um, are carnal questions and they want a carnal answer where there is not a carnal answer. It's not a cut and dry answer that people can understand. And a lot of times people want this answer and they're not happy with, um, the spiritual answer sometimes when they get the spiritual answer it just went over above their head and it's like they never heard anything so um i say that to say there's much more than meets the eye with the bible there's much much more this is why you have to gather other books we have been so deceived into thinking that this is it and this is where problems come in and i'll just say this if the most high is truly working with you If the Ruach is truly working with you, then you would know it has to be something more because that's just how it is. And I know a lot of people when they first start searching for other things, I mean, naturally you're a skeptic, but um, if somebody can prove something in the Bible and then they'll show you something else, you got to understand how the Bible works. If something is said 50 times, just like your parents, if your parents said this 50 times, right? And they said it to you, and then you grew up knowing, okay, my parent always said this to me, right? You never de- deviated from it. And then you have your child and you're instilling the same values in your child. But you said, oh, it came from your parents, but your parents passed away before your child died. And then your child has a child and they pass it down. You, um, It's kind of hard to say, well, how do I know my grandmother said it? How do I know my great grandmother said it? They said it because the child of the child was the child of your grandmother and um the child of your great-grandmother and they're proving it by telling you and showing you and living it the most high who is Yeshua in the flesh who is the son of the most high he says you'll know the tree by the fruit that it bears so if the tree is bearing apples and it's always at bad apples and it can prove that it's barren apples by the um, the concepts that you were taught and everything like that. How could you possibly say, how do I know it's an Apple? To me, I feel like it's the devil's advocate. Okay. So um, I say that to say a lot of people doubt things. But you need to understand what you're doubting and you need to um, be able to be open to hear, um, well, to search for the truth for yourself. This is what I say. Search for the truth for yourself. You don't have to listen to me. I'm going to give you the information to look, okay? You can go wherever you want, but if you're just sticking with this Bible, you're never going to find out. Um, This Bible was meant to fool you. And what do I mean by that? It's only 66 books in the Bible. I uploaded one book, the book of Ezra, four Ezra, two Ezras, And the most high is telling Ezra to write 70 books for himself and other books for other people. So if there's only 66 books in the Bible and the most high himself told Ezra to write 70 books, where's the rest of the books? And he only told one prophet to write books, which he didn't. He told many prophets to write books, but I'm just saying, how could you just go to this one book and think everything is the same. This is where um, the deception comes in. That's number one. And for the children of Israel uh, specifically, we already know that you don't listen to nobody. You don't listen to your own people. That's where the problem lies. You are fighting with your own people and being a devil's advocate um, with them. So how do you know what's real? How do you know what you think and what you've been taught is real? That's what you need to question. You need to question that, okay? Because there's so much more than meets the eye with this Bible, it is. And when people start learning and people start walking, really walking with the rule not because of a circumstance or whatever it is, you'll understand a lot of answers All the answers that you um, to questions, you'll be able to understand them simply because many of the questions that you have don't have a carnal answer. They have a spiritual answer. And the only way who you're going to find that out is by walking with the um, Luau or listening to the Luau. And this is why a lot of people can't receive what this Bible actually says. They can't receive it because they're in delusion. With that being said, I'm going to move on. And I say this because as we continue to move forward with the Bible and I'm going through every book, people are starting to hear things they never heard before because they don't read the Bible. They sit and allow somebody else to tell them what's in the Bible. Either that or they hear a story and they'll hear a few references and that's that. This Bible could be used in any way, but if you're reading it all the way through, you understand what is really being said and what the children of Israel have really gone through. You have to uh, be able to understand that and if you're not, then you're just simply in delusion and I can't help you. Um, Yeah. Uh, my prayers for everyone who is on this platform is that you come to understand the truth about what's going on in here. Um, When I started coming into the truth, I was a skeptic. I was, you had to prove everything to me, everything. So when the most high started dealing with me, it wasn't because of somebody else, but I never, took those things away i added them to my understanding and uh spiritual knowledge those people who was teaching me stuff that wasn't the truth i never threw that away i never um purged it from my mind or spirit so when i did come into the truth i did remember what people said and i was able to connect it a lot of people are not going to be able to do that and then a lot of people will for those people who will, I don't know when you will be able to do it because only the most high knows. The most high did everything before the foundation of the world and his will is going to be done. When he wakes you up, he's going to wake you up in his time, not in your time, not in my time, not in anybody's time. And when you get it, you will know. Because a lot of people ask me, well, how do I know? How do I know what's real and what's not? How do I know what's right and what's wrong? And I tell them, but the thing is this, some people do challenge me, and sometimes it's frustrating, and sometimes it's not because um, if I have to come down on your level to meet you where you are, that's fine. But if I'm showing you something in the Bible, I'm telling you exactly where it is, I'm telling you where the root came from. I read the Bible from Genesis, and now we're in two kings if you're listening to my platform I'm showing you everything I give you the uh the the um the chapters, the verses, I give you everything and you still doing it, then you're, you're a devil's advocate because something in you, because we all have a seed of wickedness in us, something in you is being, um, difficult and you're doing it on your own. So my thing is this search for yourself. That's what I say. I mean, you're not fighting with me. You're fighting with the most high if you're challenging what's in the scriptures and many people get challenged a lot there's a lot of people that uh, teach and they lecture and stuff like that and a lot of people get challenged Um, don't shoot the messenger that's all I'm saying we didn't write the book we didn't make um, changes to the book we're just reading it and we're communicating it just like the prophets did the prophets heard straight from the most high and guess what they were killed because nobody liked what they said so your fight is not with me your fight is with the most high and you your arms is too short to fight and box with the most high so my suggestion is do your own homework and pray that you able to receive messages that's all the only thing I could do um for you that the most high is allowing me to do is to read these scriptures and tell you what I come to know and understand, period. That's it, okay? I'm not here to fight with people. I'm not here to do whatever because there's religious zealots, okay? And they will do whatever they can to hold on to the nonsense that they learned. There are religious zealots. So um, I can't help you with that. Yeshua said, you know, Religion's not the way your religion your tradition is not going to get you where you want to go he didn't say it like i just said it but he said it um my prayer for anybody who's listening to me is that you learn the truth and sometimes the truth hurts like a stab in the heart and sometimes it'll admonish you to the point of changing your mind so in any way you receive this i hope that you do receive the truth. And I hope that you're able to receive the truth. And I hope that you're um, able to live with it and it not be so heavy on you that it will cause you to do something detrimental. I don't know, because this word is powerful. This word is heavy. Um, That's all I can say about that. So let's move on to, um, I'm not gonna give you a recap of last week. Um, We're just gonna keep moving. I am on chapter ten in Second Kings, um, and I'm give you the highlights, and then we're gonna start reading. I tell you, um, the more well, the deeper we get into this, the more nonsense you're gonna understand how the children of Israel are. They turn on each other at the drop of a hat. That's just how they are. Um, We have these two um, kingdoms that the Most High broke down simply because of insubordination. That's what it's all about, not listening to the Most High. That's what it's about. The kings of uh, Israel and the kings of Yahudah. The king of Israel is making everybody sing, okay? And the um, kingdom of Yahudah is making the king sing. So you got to understand how that is. It, it's a ball of nonsense. So let's just keep moving. And I'm trying to give you a sense of, of understanding what's happening. So let's move on. All right. I'm going to give you the highlights of chapter se- uh, chapter 10. And um, 2 Kings 10 verses one through seven is Jehu by his letters causes 70 of ahab's children to be beheaded now remember most high cursed ahab uh verses 8 through 11 he excuses the fact by the prophecy of elijah the one who was caught up um and remember Elisha and elisha is the same person but elijah what is supposed to be elijah That's the one who was caught up. So sometimes I interchangeably say it. It's not like, oh, I'm making a mistake. I'm not. It's Alicia, Elisha, same thing. Okay, tomato, tomato. And Elijah is the one who got caught up, okay? Which his name is actually Elijah. That's what it is, okay? Um, Like I said, um, verses eight through 11, he excuses the fact by the prophecy of Elijah. I'll just say, yeah, which is actually, yeah, there was no "j," So I'll say it like, yeah. And um, that's the one who was caught up. Um, verses 12 through 14 at the shearing house, he slays two and 40 of Azahiah's brethren, 15 through 17. He takes Jehonadab into his company 18 through 28 by subtlety he destroys all the worshipers of Baal 29 through 31 Jehu follows Jeroboam's sins you see how they just keep doing it slipping and falling and not getting back up um 32 and 33 Haziel oppresses Israel just like um Alicia said and um 34 through 36, J.O. has, succeeds, Jehu. Okay, let's get into it, get into it. Um, Like I said, I'm going to read this out, but Chronicles, I'll probably just cliff note, who knows? Okay. Ahab, listen to what I'm getting ready to say. Just listen to what I'm going to say. Ahab had 70 sons and grandsons. So it was 70 of them in Samaria, okay? So Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria to rule Jezreel to the elders and to the guardians of the children of Ahab saying, now, as soon as this letter comes to you, since your master's sons, which are the male descendants are with you as well as chariots and horses and a fortified city and weapons. Select the best and most capable of your son's masters. Hold on. I gotta move this book. And set him on your father's throne and fight for your master's royal house. And they were extremely afraid and said, look, the two kings did not stand before Jehu. That's the one who was ordained by the most high who killed um, Isabel, made people throw her down. So how can we stand And one who was in charge of the household and one who was overseer of the city, the elders and the guardians of the children sent word to Jehu saying, we are your servants and we will do whatever you tell us, but we will not make any man king. Do what is good in your eyes. Then Jehu wrote a second letter to them saying, if you're with me and you obey me, Take the heads of your master's sons and come to me at Jezreel tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now the dead king's sons, 70 persons, were the great men of the city who were rearing them. When the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and slaughtered them, all 70 of them, and put their heads in baskets and said to them, and sent them to Jehu um, in Israel. Now, this is a prophet, um, excuse me, this is a prophecy from the Most High. When Ahab sinned, all those sins, go back um, to uh, previous week's um, lessons, and I told you how many sins he did in front of the Most High, as well as um, marry a heathen heifer. When he sinned, the Most High cursed him and his whole male line. So now it's coming. It's like a boomerang. It never falls void. The most hot throws it out and it comes right back and did his job. So that's what's happening. When a messenger came and told him they have brought the heads of the king's sons, he said, put them in two heaps at the entrance of the city gate until morning. The next morning he went out and stood and said to the people, you are just an innocent. Behold. I conspired against Joram, my master, and killed him. But who killed all these? Know then without any doubt that there shall fall to the earth nothing of the word of the Most High. Say what now? Okay, you're not going to play with the Most High. Mm -hmm. You're not going to play with the Most High. Okay, which the Most High spoke concerning the house of Ahab. For the Most High has done what he said through his servant, Elijah. Now, Elijah's the one who got um, taken up. So Jehu killed all, Jehu killed all who remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, even that uh, wicked uh, heifer. And all his great men and his uh, familiar friends and his priests until he left them with, out a survivor nobody was alive and he set out and he went to samaria on the way he was at the place of sand heaps the meeting place for the shepherds jehu met the relatives of azaiya king of Yahuda, and said who are you hold on They answered, we are the relatives of Asiia. And he came down to greet the royal prince and the sons of the queen mother, Isabel. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So Jehu said, take them alive. Oh, my. So they took them alive and later slaughtered them by the well, at the well, by the place of the sand heaps. Forty-two men, he left none of them alive. You're not gonna play with the most high baby. When Jehu went from there, he and johannadab the son of Rechab, coming to meet him, he greeted him and said, Is your heart right? As my heart is with yours? Jehannadab answered, It is. Jehu said, If it is, give me your hand. He gave him his hand, and Jehu pulled. Him up into the chariot and said come with me and see my zeal for the most high yes so he had johannadab um in his chariot when jehu came to samaria he killed everyone who remained of ahab's family in samaria until he had destroyed them all uh-huh let me just say these let me read this and then I'm going to say it. He killed everyone who remained in Ahab's family until um, in Samaria until he had destroyed them all in accordance to the word of the Most High which he spoke to Elijah. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If the Most High wants you rubbed out, there's no question somebody who's following it, the word of the Most High is going to rub you out, period. It's not going to go, oh, well, let me think about it. Well, how do I know it was the word of the Most High that's saying it? He, he was never a devil's advocate. He knew exactly what the Most High told him and he did not waver, okay? Jehu assembled all the people and said in the presence of them, Ahab served Baal a little. Jehu will serve him much more. Uh-oh. Now summon unto me all the prophets of Baal, all his worshippers, all his priests. Let no one be missing. For I have great sacrifice for Baal. Whoever is missing shall not live. But Jehu did it with trickery. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. In order to destroy the worshipers of Baal. That's why. (laughs) So he's manipulating the manipulators. Jehu said, consecrate a festival assembly celebration for Baal. And they, remember, Baal is an idol. Baal is a god, okay? That's why you can't call the Most High a god. Because then you'll be putting him down there with all these um, idols and all these statues and all this nonsense. The Most High is much more than a god. And I did upload a book that you should listen to that explains to you uh, the understanding, give you a bit of understanding of who the Most High is. Um, When Jehu sent throughout Israel... All of the worshipers of Baal came. Now, listen, these are the children of Israel that know better. And they still showing they behind. I'm going to say this. There's some people when you teach them scriptures or you talk about stuff that they never heard of. The first thing they do is start questioning you. And a lot of times when I speak to people, it's the children of Israel I'm talking to. And those people who never heard that, the first thing they do is put their defenses up. And then they start questioning, well, how do I know? How do I know? Meanwhile, these people never read the Bible. They don't know nothing about the Bible because I could say something, they don't know. They'll sit there, they don't answer, they don't do nothing. That's how you can tell they don't know nothing. This is how the children of Israel are. But one caveat: they knit they did know the most high. They just didn't listen to him. It was not in their heart. And inside their heart, they chose Baal. So the wickedness that was planted in Adam. Remember, we all have that piece of wickedness. That's why the Most High put um, Abraham to the side and said, this this is going to be my line. And I'm going to give you the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. And you need to follow him. And this is how he judges through those. Because everybody got a piece of wickedness. And how do, how do you know that? The Most High said, every heart is wicked. How do you know that? Everyone is falling short. That's how you know. For all you devil's advocates out there, if you know the scriptures, then you wouldn't be asking these dumb ass questions. Anyway, and I did say ass because ass is in the Bible. Anyway, so when Jehu, I'm gonna read it again. When Jehu sent throughout Israel, all of the worshipers of Baal came. There was no one left who did not come. Now, again, I say the children of Israel, they knew better, but guess what? They chose to sin. They chose it, okay, by defying the most high in every way. And that's how a lot of the children in Israel are. Some of them don't know any better, but the the um, expectation is when you learn better, you do better. Some people like to wallow in their stuff and then they challenge you. I'm not here to challenge you, okay? I'm here to uh, give you a word. If you don't take the word, that's fine. Cause I know where my salvation lies is the, if the most high came down here, who was Yeshua in the flesh today, I feel confident that I'm going with the most high. Okay. Can you say that? Okay. Cause these people who teach you the scriptures and they want you to know the truth, the most high is, um, getting them to do that because time is precious for everybody. People just don't take their time and turn around and say, Oh, let me just talk for my own health for free and just do whatever dedicate my life here no the most high touches us and we do what we need to do because the most high is doing that. in the last days the most high said, he's gonna be pulling out his spirit and people are gonna do stuff for his benefit and for yours nobody got time to be fighting people and doing all kinds of stuff it's just ridiculous and nobody's gonna do that If that, if you want to know which way you going, because wide is the road to perdition. If you want to walk down that wide road, please do. I invite you. I'm going to keep moving. They went to the house, which is the temple of Baal. And the house of Baal was filled from one end to another with people, the children of Israel. He said to the men in charge of the wardrobe, bring out garbage. Bring out garments for all the worshipers getting tongue-tied. Bring out garments for all the worshipers of Baal. And the man brought out the garments. Then Jehu and Jehanadab, the son of Rechab, went into the house of Baal and said to the worshipers, Search carefully and see there are no servants of the most high here with you. Only the worshippers of Baal, so they all looking. They all looking. When they went into offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, now Jehu stationed, oh damn, excuse me. Jehu stationed eighty men outside for himself and said Of the men who I have brought into your hands escape. The one who lets him shall forfeit his own life for that man's life. So he's basically telling him, don't let nobody leave this room. And if they try to get away, you better kill him. That's what he's saying in regular English. Okay. Then as soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering that Jehu said to the guards and to the royal officers, Go in and kill him and let no one come out. This is what Jehu was saying. and He was sent by the Most High. They And they killed with the edge of the sword and the guard of the royal officers and threw their bodies out and went to the inner room of the house of Baal. Now, I'm going to say this. No idol that everybody's ever known that they worship has ever been alive. Can you prove they was alive? Can you prove anybody was alive and died and came back to life? Anybody, aside from the um, Yeshua? Anybody. Yet they worship in these Baal and all kinds of stuff that was never alive. And I already told you what's inside those um, statues. Devils. And if you don't believe me, <laughs> for the naysayers, I want you to go to two books, the Testament of um, Solomon, and I want you to go to the Apocalypse of um, Bartholomew. And that's the proof. Anyway, they brought out the sacred pillars, the obelisk. So what is it, the obelisk? Who has obelisk? Who obelisk? Who uh, worships obelisk? We know that the Egyptians do. We know that anywhere that there are obelisks, they devil worshipers. And let me just stop that right there. And let's see, okay, hey, I travel a lot. I do a lot of travel, lot, 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 lot. And I'm not just talking about little countries in North America, I'm talking about continents. So one of the countries I went in the European continent which was Rome, had many obelisks. And you know, in America, they got a lot of obelisks too. They have, I believe they got more obelisks in America than they do in, uh, no, I'm sorry. They have more obelisks. Well, they might, let me think. I think it's 13 of them in Rome. And I believe it's five or six in America. It might be more. Um, There's a documentary that people did and they're not, they're talking about the obelisk and how um, the um, Knights of the Templar uh, was doing all of this um, secretive things, even some of the presidents was doing it as, um, what do they call them, Um, Masons and Knights of the Templar and how they was connecting obelisks with different statues and showing people how to get from here to there. Listen, just like the most high, there's people who worship the most high, there's people that worship devils too. So understand in here that worshiping Baal, a part of Baal is having obelisks. There's, like I said, 13, between 13 and 15, I want to say 13, but it could be 15. 13 obelisks in Rome, 13. They took them from Egypt. Uh-huh. They took them from Egypt and America took them uh, too. Now they said there's some kind of king, the last king or um, Egypt itself, you know, the people that's there now, that's not truly the children who was there, the Egyptian children who was there, the ones that's now that's mixed and mingled. At some point they gave America, uh, they gifted America a few. I want to say there's five or six, it could be five or six here in, in America, but there's 13 in um uh rome and that's significant you know why because it also fulfills a part of a prophecy um and i'm not going to talk about that prophecy right now because then i'm going to go somewhere else child uh when i tell you these things a lot of times these are mysteries and this is happening under all of our noses now some people could hear this and they won't believe nothing i say. But if it's broken down to them, because people, some people are not abstract. They can't think abstractly. And I'm not trying to insult anybody, but a lot of people can't think abstractly. They can't um, connect dots. And they're like cats, like I said. A cat could be doing something and all of a sudden you come up with a string. The cat is not focused on the task. The cat is focused on now. Oh, there's a string. So I'm going to get real distracted with the string and I could take you anywhere with this string. That's how most people are. And I'm going to prove it to you. There's a lot of movies out that show you number one of them. Well, it's not number one because it's by date. I would say wag the dog. Okay, Wag the dog is one and um, they clone Tyrone is another one for the children of Israel. There's many movies like this. And the concept of the movie is people are fooled. And this is how governments and how people could keep you distracted while they're destroying things. Yes. So that's it. So I say that to say there's things happening under our nose and we're distracted by everyday things, whereas prophecy is being carried out right under our nose but people don't see it and people can't receive it or accept it because it's not blatant in their in their face some people you have to hold a hand and explain every detail to them and who has time for that this is what i mean about discernment discernment is spiritual you're gonna get discernment this is how fast discernment gonna come to you but some people didn't even pass common sense if you don't have common sense i don't know what to say to you And like I said, common sense is like a muscle. It must be exercised. If not, it's going to atrophy and you're not going to have it. And that's exactly what's happening. People are stuck on stupid. And I'm not trying to um, insult you. I just have to get you to understand there's a lot of things that's happening that people have no knowledge of. But if somebody sat and connect every little dot for them, then they would get it. And even at that time, some people wouldn't because they wouldn't believe it. But I need to, I need, and this is what I mean about hearing this, uh, the ruach. You can't hear the ruach if you don't have no common sense, because you got to learn how to connect dots. You got to learn how to do these things. And if you're not abstract enough and holding things in your heart and being able to connect dots, how are you moving forward? A lot of people are not, but in their heart, they swear up and down. Oh no, I got this. Okay. Bye. I'll see you on the left. Anyway, like I said, they brought at. This is the children of Israel. They bring it idolatry, straight up idolatry. All that stuff over there in, um, in Egypt, that's idolatry. All the stuff on the walls, those are devils on the walls. I'm not talking about the people, but the people are worshiping devils with the animal heads and the regular bodies and all of this stuff. Honey, honey, that's real spirits. Real spirits, okay? Those are real wicked spirits. Like I said, they brought the obelisk out that was sacred to them. These are the children of Israel from the house of Baal. Okay? And burned them. They also tore down the sacred, this is the children of Israel, getting ready tear these people up for worshiping devils. The Most High is sending them to kill them all. All those worshipers, that's children of Israel. The children, I told you, the children of Israel is worse than everybody because they know better. If the Most High taught you and you know better and you turn from the Most High, honey, that's the worst thing in the world. It's the worst thing in the world to do. You'd be better off just not knowing nothing. You'd be better off being ignorant. Anyway, so they tore down the sacred pillar of Baal and tore down the house of Baal and made it into a latrine, okay? To this day, from the day of the writing. Thus Jehu eradicated Baal from Israel. So he got rid of all the heathen, everything that the children of Israel wasn't supposed to do. You wonder why today the children of Israel is at the lower end of the stick. They at the bottom of everything. They can't get nothing. Nobody's giving them nothing. They ignoring them. They saying their history that Um, their tormentors have tormented them, don't exist. They're trying to erase all the atrocities that they did. High Florida. And they wonder why. Yet they still keep going to uh, their captors and asking for peace and let's integrate, let's do this, let's do that. When you should be getting with the most high. But no, you get with everybody but the most high. And you wonder why somebody could walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot you and it'd be business as usual. I got to really get down and dig in people's behind children of Israel because this doesn't make sense at all. Back to what I was saying. And you see, it been happening since day one. Now I'm going to say it again. Verse 29. However, Jehu did not turn from the idolatrous sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin. That is, he led them to worship the golden calves that's Baal. You know, people are doing that today. People are Baal worshipers today. Okay. Um, which were in Bethel and Dan. The Most High said to Jeru, because you have done well in executing in my eyes and have done to the house of Ahab in accordance with everything that was in my heart, Your sons, which are your descendants, shall sit on Israel's throne to the fourth generation. Uh Uh-huh. So that's the promise of the Most High, and it will not fall void. Now, you see, the Most High sent um, Jeru to kill them all and don't give no mercy to none of them. Because I gave them life, and they handed their lives over to the devil for death. So that's what you want? I'm going to give it to you. I told you, the Most High going to give you exactly what you want. Oh, he's going to give it to you, whether you want it or not, and whether you know that it's wickedness that you're doing or not. He's going to give it to you. You're going to keep following that way? Oh, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you good. Yes, that's what he's doing. But Jehu, who did not take care to walk in the law of the Most High, the Most High of Israel, with all his heart, he did not turn from the sins of Jeroboam, who made Israel sin. So now, Jehu killed all those people, but guess what? He get, He's getting ready to fall. He's about to fall, even though the Most High promised. Now, the Most High is not going to go back on his promise. He is going to fulfill the promise that there's going to be somebody from Jehu's line. Remember, Jehu is the one who killed Isabel. And he just killed all these um, priests of Baal. So, Uh, after he did that he's now he gonna change his mind and gonna sin and the most high is not gonna take his um his um his promise back from him there will be somebody from his line that's gonna sit as king but jehu is not going to anymore because he sinned did what i tell you about listening to the lord statutes precepts and commands of the most high i already told you no they not perfect i mean not perfect but um they didn't make you perfect The laws are perfect, but they're not going to make you perfect. It's a gauge for the most high to either get rid of you altogether or to spank you to the point that you're going to be yelling uncle. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a gauge for punishment. That's what it is. So like I said on verse uh, 32, who in these days, the most high began to cut off portions of Israel. Haziel. Of Aram defeated them through the territory of Israel, from the Jordan Israel um, Eastward. And we already know Jordan. That ain't the real name. Is Jordan? All of the land of Gilead, and the Gadites, and the Reubenites, and the Manassites, which is by the Avant Ad Arnon River, even Gilead and Bashan. Now, the rest of the acts of Jehu and everything that he did in all his might, they are not written. Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings, which is the next book of Israel? This is the nonsense, child. I, that's why I'm telling you, we could all fall at any time nobody's holier than nobody else we all make mistakes we need to be humble all of us because we could do a good deed for the most high and turn around and just sin and smack him right in the face just like jehu did so don't ever walk around acting like you holier than somebody else always be humble people make mistakes allow people to make mistakes forgive them because that's what yahshua said forgive them and that's a part of the law too the 613 laws forgive them okay um, maybe they're doing something that they didn't mean to do. Who, who knows? So, you know, have a heart of forgiveness and, um, give them grace. That's what I do all the time. I get, I could forgive because a lot of people do all kinds of nonsense, silly stuff. It pisses you off for a minute, but then you're like, okay, maybe they did it out of, um, just not knowing, or maybe I don't know, whatever the reason is, um, Soak for your five minutes, 10 minutes a day and just keep it moving because at the end of the day, vengeance is the most high and not yours. I mean, as long as they didn't put their hands on you, you still good. Anyway, um, Jehu slept with his fathers and they buried him in Samaria. Um, Joahaz, his son became king in his place. The time of Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria was 28 years. Now he did a lot of good, but at the end he did it. And that's a few Kings. That's a few Kings that did good things. And then they turned around and did some um, uh, bad and the most high let them know. Oh no, I'm not going to, uh-uh. you're not going to turn around and do that. Cause like I said, if the most high has given you life, if you're walking with the most high, to be with the Most High is life, okay? To live um, is for Yeshua. to die is gain. But if you turning your life that the Most High gave you over to the devil, you did, you did what Adam did. And what happened to Adam? Okay, and I'm gonna say this because it's relevant. Remember, the Most High said you could deal with any um, tree and as far as you could utilize anything, but not this tree of knowledge right here. For if you mess with the tree of knowledge, you're going to die. Did the Most High have to turn around and explain to them how they're going to die? Why they're going to die? This, that. It was a command. That's what it was. It was a command. The Most High is the one who made you. Why would he have to explain to you why he said what he said? This is what I mean about devil's advocates. That's where that whole thing came from. So he told Adam and Eve, don't mess with the tree of knowledge. Right? Okay. Okay. Fast forward, Here come, he could, the devil couldn't bamboozle Adam. He bamboozled Eve, which Adam and Eve was not together. Adam was in the East, she was in the West. The devil came to her and was asking, you know, just la, 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 having conversations. Now, all of a sudden, he's getting ready to manipulate her. So have you tried this tree over here? Oh no, the Most High said don't mess with it. Why? Because if you mess with it, then you're going to die. Here comes the devil. You're not going to die. You see the manipulation? You're not going to die. You're just going to be like us, knowing good from evil. Now, he just manipulated the whole situation, okay? He threw a thought in her mind so that she could question the most high, okay? And then defy him. That's the devil's advocate, okay? Somebody who's determined to throw a monkey wrench in anything. And not do the work themselves. So she was ignorant. Instead of go, leaving him and listening to him. Remember when you start listening to the devil. He got you. How do I know that? Go to the apocalypse of Abraham. Then you'll find out. Because I'm sick and tired of people talk about how do I know. I'm telling you. I read. I meditate. Years. Not two days ago. Five days ago. Not three years ago. Years. Decades. Okay. It's not that I woke up yesterday and did, (laughs) oh yeah, okay, I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to say it because this is here and this is here. No, honey, the walk begins when the Ruach is dealing with you. And then he brings you into the deep ocean of understanding. People, there's many people that's just standing at the shore and they talking a lot of crap. Well, how do I know this? Oh, I know this to be here. When they on the shore, they don't know nothing. They never read through the book they, for understanding. Some people never even read through the book. Then there's some people that just read, to the book, uh, read through the book and they don't know nothing they read. You will not be able to get anything out of them. But, oh yeah, okay, I'm arrogant and pompous. Oh yeah, I read that book. I know this, I know that. And don't know the whole, the behind from the hole in the wall. They don't know it, okay? And then want to challenge somebody else. I just, I laugh. It's very humorous, it's laughable. So this is why the most high said, don't throw your pearls to pigs because they're gonna trample them, okay? So for those people who are naysayers, I don't have anything for you because the worst thing I could do for you is leave you alone, okay? Because somebody has to take their time and their energy and the love for you to tell you something. And I just don't have it for certain people. I don't have it. So I'm going to keep moving and it is going to be what it is. So I'm on chapter 11 and here's the highlights. One through three is Joash being saved by... Jehoshiba, his aunt from Aletheia's uh, a Athaliah's massacre, massacre of the seed royal is hid six years in the house of the Most High. Uh, 4 through 12, Jehoiada, giving order to the captains in the seventh year, anoints him king. And uh, Thalia is slain. That's um, 13 through 16. 17 through 21 is Jehoiada. Restores the worship of the Most High. Now, I'm going to say this. The children are going to fall off the wagon. And they that's all they keep doing. They keep falling off the wagon. They fall off the wagon. They get back up. And I already told you, a saint from a sinner. Okay? Everybody's going to fall off the wagon. Everybody. But it's what you do after that counts okay is what you do after that counts just like um and i have to keep reminding you of these things it's just like um cain cain killed his brother abel he knew he sinned cain knew he sinned he knew it wasn't written anywhere it was already in their hearts right from wrong but they chose wrong i already told you adam was told by the most high so was Eve, and they chose another way by the manipulation of the devil. Okay. Once that evil, wicked seed was planted into Adam, it's in all of us now. That's why we have to choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Now, I'm going to go back to uh, Cain. Cain knew that he was wrong when he killed Adam because the devil coached him to do it. The devil threw uh, things in his head to make him jealous of, um, abel okay abel was the one who listened to the most high cain was the one who listened to the devil cain killed abel the most high was very um graceful and gracious enough to pull wait for a minute he waited for cain because cain knew he should have um repented that means change his ways and been sorry and ask for forgiveness for the most high he knew he should have did that he knew in his heart he should have did that and so did the most high most high waited for him to do it and guess what he never did it so the most high went to him now the most high didn't have to go to him the most high could have just wiped him off right there but the most high went to him and said where's your brother so the most high is playing coy because he already know um he already knew that Cain killed him because Cain's soul was yelling to the most high from the blood that was spilled I already told you the blood is the life. The most High said this, it it ain't coming from me. So you eating somebody's blood, I don't care what it is, an animal or anything, because that's one of the laws, don't eat it. You are consuming somebody's life. I don't care whether it's a pig, a dog, a, a, a piece of cattle, a, a, a chicken. You're consuming the life of something or someone when you eat their blood because the soul is in the blood, sir and madam. Okay. So um the most high went to um <clears throat> Cain. He didn't have to. He could have just wiped him out for doing that because Cain knew better. Then he asked Cain trying to be coy. The most high is being coy, like, oh, where's Cain? Where's your brother? Oh, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Now, that was a rhetorical question to the most high. But I'm gonna answer that question. Cause the most high already knows that he knew. Yes. You are your brother's keeper. And as a matter of fact, this is another reason why the children of Israel in the position they in now, because they don't act like their brother's keeper, but anybody else could be their brother though, but not their true brothers, their true brethren. No, they don't, they reject them, but they will hold on to anybody else where anybody else says what anybody else does, but they will not, will not trust, believe, or love their own brethren. This is a part of why the children of Israel are the way they are they scattered they divided all of that they in delusion the devil did that because they allowed the devil to do that and this is why the Most high said for the children who are called by my name, turn from your wicked ways and repent. yeah so you know who the children of Israel are because today they divided every nation many nations I'll say not every nation but um, Many, many, many nations are united. Many nations are united. Any nation you go to, they all united, except for the children of Israel. They're not united. They against each other in every way. They are not united. That's how you could tell hey, the children of Israel, because the most high says many things about the children of Israel being scattered and being um, um being against each other. Being scattered, being against each other, hidden. The children of Israel are hidden. That's why people are guessing that they know who the children of Israel are, but they off, they way off. I mean, there's so many things that the Most High himself says who the children of Israel are. He describes who the children of Israel are. He has laws that they must follow and you know they haven't been following them. All kinds of stuff. I say that to say the Most High gives you time to repent. And when you don't, it's your own fault. You can't blame nobody else but yourself just like Adam just like Cain and every king that we reading about now he gives you time to repent okay that's why he says choose ye this day who you gonna rock with and I'm just putting rock with but he says choose ye this day who uh you will follow okay you know I put my own spin on it children of Israel and everybody else I hope that you can understand some of my colloquialisms um I'm sure you can if you're listening to this platform because you have discernment, okay. I had to sip some of the water because i'm I'm starting to talk a lot. So um now we are on chapter eleven, okay. Athalia queen uh, queen of Judah. Now, I need you to listen to what this is saying. Okay? I need you to listen to what this is saying. Because this is a female queen of Judah. When a thalia mother of Aziah king of Judah saw that her son was dead she rose and destroyed all of the royal offspring and that's usually what they do if anybody used to um every anybody saw the um the game of thrones you see when somebody's dead when the king dies they hurry up and try to kill all the kids and all that stuff well that's based on true events I'm not saying th- the Game of Thrones is based on true events, but that's something that they did in history. I'll just say that because I don't want nobody saying, oh, no, you're there. I got to be real literal with people because they just get bent out of shape. Some people just don't have um, abstract thinking. They just have, <laughs> well, I'm going to say something, but <laughs> I'm going to let it go. <laughs> they just have this thinking that's very basic. I'll say that. Okay. But um, Geosheba, the daughter of King Joram of Judah and half-sister of aziah took Joash, the son of aziah and abducted him from among the king's sons who were killed and hid him and his nurse in the bedroom so that they would hit, hide him from um, Athaliah, the mother, and he would not be put to death. Joath, Joash was hidden with his nurse in the house, which is the temple of the Most High, for six years while Athaliah reigned over the land. Okay, she's a, she's the a, uh, queen mother. When her son died, she took over. Okay, she was the queen of Yahudah which is Judah, okay? And that's significant. That's significant. I bet y'all didn't know that, the average person. Okay. Now, in the seventh year of Jehoiada, the priest, Jehosheba's husband sent the captains of hundreds of the Caritesites, and of the guard, and brought them to him, let me see what Carvites is, what's that? 10-4 I'm sorry, eleven four. 4 It's a mercenary of soldiers recruited to serve the royal as royal bodyguards, so that's what it is, okay? Just to let you know, because I didn't know what that was either, Carvites, that's what they called them. So it's the royal mercenary soldiers sent them to the house of the most high. So I guess she found out. Then he made a covenant with them and put them under oath in the house of the most high and showed them the king's hidden son. So those are the ones that are supposed to protect the son. He commanded them saying, this, uh, this is the thing that you shall do. A third of you who come in reporting for duty on the Sabbath shall keep watch over the king's house. A third shall also be in the city. Excuse me, a third shall also be at the city gate, sir. And a third at the gate behind the guards. So you shall keep watch over the palace from the three posts for defense. Two units of you, all those who are off duty on the Sabbath shall also keep watch over the house, which is the temple of the most high for the protection of the king, the young child, you shall surround the young king, each man with weapons in his hands and whoever comes through the ranks shall be put to death. So whoever's trying to kill the king, those are the bodyguards, they're going to kill him. You ought to be with the king when he goes and when he comes back, when he goes out and when he comes back. The captains of hundreds acted in accordance with everything that Jecoada, the priest, had commanded. And each of them took his men who were to come in on duty on the Sabbath with those who were to go out off duty on the Sabbath And they came to Jecoida, the the priest. The priest gave to the captains of hundreds the spears and shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Most High. So you know what kind of uh, things they were. Remember, he slayed Goliath and that was in uh, the house of the Most High. And the guards stood, each man with weapons in his hands, from the right side to the left side of the temple area, by the altar, of the courtyard by the temple proper all around the king. When Jecoida brought out the king's son and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony, a copy of the Mosaic law, and they made him king and anointed him, and they clapped their hands and said, long live live the king. When Athaliah... The queen, who ain't no more, longer the queen, that was the queen's mother, the queen mother. The queen mother of um, aziah okay? And aziah's son is supposed to be the king, but the queen mother don't want to, she seemed like she don't want to relinquish uh, the, uh, the kingdom. But well, she's going to have to. When Athaliah heard the sound of the guards and of the people, she went to the house of the Most High to the people. She looked and behold, there stood a young king on a platform by the pillar, as was customary on such occasions. And the captains and the trumpeters were beside the king and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her clothes, oh my, and cried treason, treason which it really wasn't treason. Then um, Jephelida, the priest, commanded the captains of hundreds appointed over the army and said to them, take her out between the ranks and whoever follows her, put them to death with the sword. For the priest said, let her not be put to death in the house, which is the temple of the Most High. Don't Don't do that here, take her out. So they seized her and went through the horse's entrance to the house of the king, which is the palace. And she was put the death there. So they killed her because she wanted, remember she's the one who killed all of um, her grandsons. She killed all her grandsons because she wanted to be queen. Ain't that some nonsense. But she did reign. Remember, there was a queen, honey. And I'm going to say this again. People think whether she was good, bad, or indifferent, she was a queen of Judah. People think that there, excuse me, the mic fell. People think that there wasn't no queen of Judah. But there was. You just read it. I just read it and I just showed you. And that's in chapter 11 of Two Kings. So what? She was the queen. Was she a good queen? That remains to be seen, honey. Okay? Verse 17, when Jehoiada made a covenant between the Most High, the King, and the people, they would be the Most High's people, also between the King and the people of his subject, to be his subjects. Then all the people of the land, I'm on verse eighteen, all the people of the land went to the house of Baal and tore it down. Uh huh. They utterly smashed his altar. Remember, Baal is a, a cow with something on his head. <clears throat> a statue of a cow. Hold on. I'm gonna read it again. Whoa. eighteen again. When all the people of the land went to the house of Baal and tore it down, they utterly smashed his altar and his images to pieces, and they put Matan, the priest of Baal, to death. Oh, damn it. Excuse me. My hand uh, fell away from me. Uh And his images to pieces, and they put Matan, the priest of Baal to death, in front of the altars, and Jecoida, the priest, appointed officers over the house of the Most High. Why do you do that? Because it was a bunch of interlopers and people who you don't know whether they really worship the Most High or not. Pretenders. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of pretenders that was the children of Israel. Anyway, then he took the captains of hundreds and the royal guards and all the people of the land and they brought the young king down from the house of the most high and they came by way of the guards gate to the king's house and little Joash sat on the throne of the king. His name is Joash. And just in case you didn't understand me, Joash, that's his name. So all the people of the land rejoiced in the city of Jerusalem was quiet, for they had put Athaliah to death with the sword at the king's house. That was the grandmother. The the young king's grandmother got put to death. Um, Jecoash Jehoash was seven years old. His name was jack O'ash, but they say in Joash in parentheses remember i'm in the Amplified bible oh and i forgot to uh, mention that in the beginning yes i'm in the amplify so you know they interchanging names is the bible tamper what say what yes it is so that's why you got to understand and be in the will of the most high and hear what the ruach is saying because then you'll know what the real names are and you can navigate all the nonsense that's what the point of um hearing what the word is to navigate the nonsense that's in this Bible. And there are some nonsense in the Bible. Case in point, um, ah, I ain't even gonna explain it because I've explained it a thousand times. I'm gonna keep going. Okay, so Joe Ash, which is Jekyll Ash. I don't know why they keep um, mixing names up. It's still a little boy. I'm just gonna call him Joe Ash. Because um, in this book, it has Jekyll Ash and then has Joash. This is why people get confused. I'm just going to say Joash. Even though Joash ain't his name because there was no J's 500 years ago. You see the, see the nonsense in this Bible? Just saying. Just those names interchanging is causing confusion. And that's very subtle and people are not going to get it. So like I said, people are not abstract. Back to what I was saying. Joash, who's the little boy, reigns over Judah. Oh, hold on. Let me go to uh, chapter uh, 12. That's chapter 12. Okay. So, um, chapter 12, um, one through three is um, Joash reigns well all the days of um, Jehoiada, which was his grandmother. Um, Verses four through 16, he gives uh, the order for repair of the temple. Um, Verses 17 to 18, Haziel is diverted from Jerusalem. By a present of the hallowed treasures, uh, 19 through 21, Joash is slain as Amaya succeeds him. So this is how treacherous things are. People are treacherous, honey, trying to vie for that throne. Okay, so let's move on. So Joash is the young kid. He was seven years old when he became king. Joash was seven when he became king. Understand that. So Joash is reigning over Judah. Okay, we in verse, uh we are in chapter 12. In the seventh year of Jehu, the king of Israel, remember, Joash is the king of Yahudah, who they call Judah. Joash is the king of Yahudah, the separate kingdom. They both the children of Israel, but the king, the, the kingship was split. I already told you the children, um, the kingdom of Israel is, um, 10 and a half tribes. The kingdom of Yahudah is one and a half. Okay. I understand that. So in the seventh year of Jehu, the king of Israel, which is the biggest, um, kingdom, uh, Joash became king over Yahudah, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. Okay, so the young king was seven, but he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zabida of Beersheba. Joash did right in the sight of the Most High all his days in which Jehoiada, the priest, had instructed him. So he did right in the sight of the Most High. That's why he reigned so long. Only the high places were not removed. The people were still sacrificing and burning incense to the Most High on the high places rather than in the temple. So they were still doing, they were still worshiping the Most High, but they were doing it wrong so they was half sinning but they were still worshiping that's why the most high gives us grace and that's why he winks at the stuff that we do because he understands we ain't nothing but humans we ain't nothing but a blade of grass and a puff of smoke he understands that he understands that we have no idea what we're doing that's why Yeshua said forgive them for they know not what they do because he understands that but you must be instructed and when you're instructed you must adhere and that's when you'll get judged when you know better because the expectation, the expectation is when you know better, you do better. Sometimes we don't know better, but you can't stay in your ignorance. You can't wallow in your ignorance. And that's what a lot of people do because it's safe there for them. So, oh no, I don't know. I'm still learning. No, when you learn better, you're supposed to do better. You don't still sit and wallow in your ignorance because it's not ignorance anymore. It becomes senselessness. And what's senselessness? Stupidity. Because you're choosing to stay that way. And that's just stupid. Back to what I was saying. <clears throat> Joash said to the priest, all the money for the dedicated things which is brought to the house of the Most High is current money both the money of each man's assessment for all of those bound by vows and all the money which any man's heart prompts him to bring into the house which is the temple of the most high let the priests receive such contributions for themselves each from his acquaintances And they shall repair any breach of the house of the most high. Wherever the breach is found. So they're trying to fix up uh, the temple. But it came about in the 23rd year of the reign of King Joash. Uh Uh-oh. That the priest still had not repaired the damages of the Most High's house. Now, they had the money to repair the house, but they still didn't do it. What on earth? What is happening? What is happening, people, that you are not taking the money and repairing the house? They had the money. It wasn't like they didn't have it, but something's going on. So we can really find out. Then King Joash called for Jekowiah the priest and other priests and said to them why are you not repairing the damage of the house which is the temple now then do not take any more money from your acquaintances but turn it over to repair the damages of the house that means you know the, the priest was taking money from people like where is it you are no longer responsible for this work this is the king uh, reprimanding the priest I will take it into my own hands. So the priests agreed that they would receive no more money from the people. I wonder what they were doing with the money from the people, nor be responsible to repair the damages of the house. Then Jehoiah the priest took a chest and bore a hole in its lid and set it aside, set it beside the altar on the right side as one enters the house of the Most High. Hold on. And the priest who guarded the door put on the chest put in the chest all the money that was brought by the people into the house of the Most High. And whenever... Hold on. And whenever they saw that there were a large amount of money In the chest, the king's scribe and the high priest came up, now that's the tithes, came up and tied it to bags and counted the money that was found in the house of the most high. Now, what are these particular tithes? These particular tithes is to fix the church. Well, it wasn't no church, but it's fixing the temple, which is the house of the most high. Now, the temple um, was also, in the king's house in certain in a certain part of the king's house and we know that from first kings because that's where how david put it david did it that way and then naturally the rest of the king started mimicking it in different lands remember the whole kingdom was together when david was there in first king in the book of first kings but because all this sin and um insubordination meaning not listening to the word of the most high the most high um halfened up the kingdom so now there's two kingdoms but um naturally they mimicked what king david did because king david is still revered and loved uh to this day to this day 2023 but at that time they still remember how wonderful um king david was and they mimicked the way he um uh, ruled his kingdom so back to the money then they um they gave the money which was weighed out into the hands, so they weigh. They use weights and measures to count money. Mm-hmm. This is why that's one of the laws: using weights and measures and being honest. Okay, the Most High used weights and measures when He created the whole universe. Praise y'all, hallelujah! Back to what I was saying: those who were doing the work, who had oversight of the house of the Most High, and they put it out to the carpenters and builders who worked on the temple. So they needed money for uh, materials. That's how they did it. And to the masons and the stone cutters to buy the timber and hewn, which means cut out the stone and repair any breach of the house. You cannot have the most high house. Look at the mess. Okay. Um, to repair any breach of the house of the most high and for all that was laid and put before repairing the house. However, there were not made for the house of the most high basins of silver, snuffers, bowls, trumpets, any gold containers, or any other silver containers from the money that was brought into the house of the most high, which is probably supposed to be there, but they gave that to those who didn't the work. And with it, they repaired the house of the most high. Moreover, they did not require an accountant from the men. So here's where the theft and all that stuff comes in. Just what I'm talking about. Thieves in the temple, honey. Mm. Moreover, they did not. And I'm on verse 15. Of chapter 12. Moreover, they did not require an accounting from the men into whose hands they placed the money. So they don't know who they gave the money to. To be paid for those who did the work, for they acted in good faith. Okay. Uh huh. That's why there ain't no silver stuff and gold stuff in there. Money from the guilt offerings and money from the sin offerings were not brought into the house of the Most High for repairs. It was for the priests. And Haziel, king of Syria, went up and fought against the Philistines. My, 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 which is gaff. Hold on. And captured it. And Haziel resolved to go up to Jerusalem. Hold on. Okay. Hold on, I had to write something, that's why. All right. Still writing, hold on. This is important information that's why i'm writing it all right now i'm gonna keep going verse 18 i'm gonna pick up and said so um joash the king of Yehuda, took all the sacred things from jehoshaphat and jehoram and Azariah, his father kings of Yehuda, and dedicated in his own sacred things and all the gold that was found in the treasuries of the temple of the most high. Of the king's house. And sent them to Hezekiah, King of Aram. Which is um, Syria. He sent them to the king of Syria. <laughs> he sent them to the king of Syria. And Hezekiah pardoned. Parted. Departed sorry. From Jerusalem. Now. I don't understand why he did. What he did cause it don't sound right to me. How are you gonna take the stuff from the most high and give it to one of these Syrian kings? But anyway, let's keep moving. Hold on. Remember, um, this is uh, the child of one of the wicked kings. Even though he did right, remember we all fall down. So Joanne succeeded by Amaziah in Yehuda. I'm on verse 19. Now the rest of the acts of Joash and everything that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Yehuda? His servants arose and formed a conspiracy against him and struck down Joash in revenge at the house of Milo on the way that goes down to Silla. Now, why did they do that? Because he turned around and gave the most high stuff to a heathen king. That's why. What what on earth? That's why he did what he did. You see the nonsense? Now, this king was good for a long time. But then he turned around and did something wicked. That's why they killed him. Enough is enough. That's what I'm telling you. We all fall short. At any time we can. That's why we have to stay full and we have to stay humble. Because at any time you could get puffed up by something somebody said, by something somebody did, by certain things, by getting your head gassed up and filled up with somebody that's saying, oh, yeah, you're doing good or whatever. Always keep your head to the most high. Don't get gassed up by life or the devil. Stay full, my friends. Back to what I was saying. So they struck um, Josiah down Mm -hmm. for Josachar and they have a different name here too, but I'm just going to call him Josachar, the son of Shemath and Josabat, the son of Shoma, his servants and struck him and he died. And they buried Joash with his fathers in the city of David. Amiza, his son, became king in his place. You see? I want to say this. Now, Joash did good for a long time. He did it for a long time. And you already know that he um, he reigned in Judah for a long time. Remember, he was seven years old when he became king. And he reigned for 40 years. Okay. Um, but then he turned around and did, did something scandalous and, and wicked in the sight of the most high. So the the most high reigned right on his head and sent somebody to kill him. It is what it is. You're not going to play with the most high. Never. You're never going to play with the most high. You can act like you can, you can act like you fooling him, but you ain't never going to fool him simply because he's sitting there watching everything you do. I already told you, we like the ant farm. You can see everything in the ant farm. You can see everything they do. There's nothing hidden from you in the air farm. Okay, you can hold that air farm up. You can see all the tubes and all of the uh, chambers that they make. You can see everything. You can see them laying eggs, all of that. That's how the Most High is watching us. There's nowhere you could go that the Most High is not looking at you. Nowhere. Okay, there's nothing, no sin that you could do that's so secret that the Most High is not going to do. This is what I mean. The only person you fooling is you. Because you certainly not fooling the Most High. So all the stuff that you do, focus on the Most High. Because the Most High said all has fallen short of his glory and all has sinned. All of our hearts is wicked. All of them. That's why we have to stay in the Most High's word all the time. Don't act like you're more holy than somebody else and that you know more than somebody else when you never even read the Bible. Don't know nothing about it. (laughs) Okay? Walk in the will of the Most High. Allow the Ruach to deal with you. You'll know when the um, Ruach is dealing with you. You will know because you'll know things and you'll be wondering yourself, how did I know this? That's when the Ruach is dealing with you because you as your in your carnal knowledge and carnal mindset, how do you know these things? Because the Ruach is dealing with you. Understand. And you'll know when you know. So um, with that, I say, I hope that you enjoy your Sabbath. I hope that you enjoy your family. I hope that you're meditating. I hope that you're um, learning and reading different books. I hope that um, that uh, the Ruach gets to sup with you with Yeshua. You have to do the work. You have to do the work people. You gotta do the work. You can't stand there and, and hope that the words jump in your head and that the Ruach is giving you everything when you don't know the basics. You got to do the work, honey. When you step out, the most high steps out too. You step one step, the most high going to step two steps. You need to do the work. Choose ye this day who you will follow today. All right. While today is the present. Okay. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Again, I hope all is well with you. I hope that you enjoy your Sabbath. And until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.